was the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart. If you're like me, it's been quite some time. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I welcome you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and my friends from around the world to join us live. Put on a comfortable pair of pajamas, pull up a chair, and settle in with your favorite refreshments. And prepare to be blessed as I welcome tonight's guest. Welcome to all of you who are joining us tonight. As I've said so many times, this is one of my favorite events that happens around here, and that is Mommy Jammies Night. And I'm especially blessed today to bring you um, a a wonderful guest who I have um, known for quite some time and just feel really blessed to have her tonight. So welcome, Crystal Payne. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, Crystal, it, it is a pleasure. And um, we were both part of a uh, large um, group on Yahoo um, many years ago, and I remember you posting things about your blog and uh, getting started with that. And look at you now, um, just amazed at how the Lord has blessed you in this venture. You know, it's been far beyond what I could have ever imagined or dreamed. And God's good like that. He He just can do beyond what we can ever, you know, ask or think. But, you know, it's funny. You were talking about the Yahoo group. And just not too long ago, I was speaking at a conference, and it was for business people. And I was telling them, I said, you know, when I very first started, there was this Yahoo group. And all these people, they were so just generous with their time and their platform. And they did so much to come alongside me and promote me when I was just this little nothing and I didn't have any traffic. And I'm just so grateful for all of those people and what an example they were to me. And I am hoping nowadays that I can pass that on to others who are getting started as well. Oh, you do. And and for all of you listening, Crystal is as beautiful inside as she is out. Um, I have to say, Crystal, because you have um, promoted – I've worked with some different bloggers – and um, have done some giveaways, and, you know, from time to time there are people that you've, you've done work with, and so they said, oh, we're going to put this on and ask Crystal if she'll put it on her um, giveaway and or let people know about it. And, you know, that that has really blessed me that you do that. So um, I've gotten to see that firsthand, that you really are, you know, paying it forward, if you will, you know, with those who are getting started. So that is that is so great. And Crystal, you are a wife and mommy, so tell us about that. Yes, um, my husband and I have been married for almost 11 years, and he is an attorney. He owns his own law firm, and we have three children. They are eight, six, and four. Wonderful. And and where do you live? We live in Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking North Carolina. <laughs> I'm in Florida. Anything's north of us. <laughs> so... So great. Okay. And so, you know, Crystal, tonight we are going to be um, sharing some, you know, kind of from the heart things from you because people know you from your website, and that's moneysavingmom.com. Um, so if you are interested in seeing what Crystal has over there, and it, and it was really sweet. We, we had a Facebook party before this, and one of the questions was um, if people subscribed to your um, to your email list. And so, you know, some people had and some, and it was really cute because then people started sharing some of the things 
that they enjoyed about it. And uh, and so it, that was really cool to see, you know, what impact that has. And I have to admit, um, I wrote a blog post for this um, this evening, and I am like the worst at find, <laughs> finding deals. I hate to even admit it, but I really am. And uh, now we have three outlet malls um, near where I live. So now I get some really good deals. But I feel like they come to me, Crystal. I don't really have to look very far. But, um, you know, that is, that's so cool. But that is not the only thing you are up to because, uh, girls, if you go to Crystal Payne, and that's dot com, you are going to see some really cool things. Um, and I was looking at, I think I'm going to be getting 21 days to a more uh, disciplined life because um, that looks like a really great uh, ebook that you have. Tell us about that. Um, yes, it's actually, we have a special tonight for everyone. If you go to moneysavingmom.com slash jammies, um, for the next 24 hours, we're um, selling that for just $2 for all of you. It's usually $4.99. Oh, great. Um, and okay, also so on that page, yes, I'll tell you about it. Tell us that link again. Tell us that link again. It's moneysavingmom.com slash jammies, like mommy jammy night jammies. I figured you okay. Yes. So, um, and you can get that for, for $2. And it's just an ebook that I wrote out of a place in my life where I was really struggling with discipline a few years ago. And I said um, to my blog audience, I said, you guys, you're going to be my public accountability partners, and I'm going to write about discipline for the next 21 days. And so I wrote this series about discipline and what I was learning and what I was implementing in my life. And um, what was so neat is that I realized that it wasn't just me that was struggling with this. Thousands of people came out of the woodwork and said, I really need to hear this. This is impacting me in so many ways. And so what I learned from that 21-day experiment then over the next year um, kind of grew in those areas and continued to implement things and then turned it into an ebook. Um, about a year later after kind of implementing those things and what I'd learned. And so 21 Days to More Discipline Life is just a really practical, hands-on ebook to help you get some discipline in your life if you feel like you're overwhelmed and you want to develop habits but you just don't know where to start, how to get started. This will give you step-by-step practical motivation for actually getting somewhere and doing something. And it's just really bite-sized pieces each day and a lot of encouragement. Okay, that that's great. And then you've got a new book coming up. Goodbye survival mode. <laughs> Can't wait, Crystal. <laughs> uh, tell us about that. That's great. Yes. So this book, um, Say Goodbye to Survival Mode, is coming out in January with Thomas Nelson. I'm really excited about it. It grew out of starting my blog in 2007, moneycitymom.com, and just really, um, as I was sharing with people, here's how you cut your grocery bill, here's how you use coupons, here are practical ways that you can help your family to save money. And so many women said, you know, I want to do this, we want to get out of debt, we want to cut our grocery bill, but we are so stuck in survival mode that we can't even think about that. We're just trying to live one day at a time. 
And so I realized that women really needed to be dealing with the root issues. And so this book, Say Goodbye to Survival Mode, is just my story of after I had my third child, I hit rock bottom and just had taken on way too much. And my health was suffering. My marriage was suffering. My family was suffering. Everything in my life was suffering because I had taken on so much. And so it's my story of pulling up out of that pit of survival mode, the really practical action steps that I took to get to a place of passion and purpose where I have margin in my life. And these are principles that I've shared with thousands of women and just seeing it resonate so in such powerful ways. And so when Thomas Nelson approached me about um I just knew that this was this was a topic that I wanted to write on because I saw how it was impacting families and I just felt like it's great to save money, but I want to challenge people to live all of your life with intention. So say goodbye to survival mode. It's available on Amazon um, already to pre-order. And I just if anybody wants to go and pre-order it tonight, if you'll send me your um, if you just email me your uh, pre-order, I will send you a free copy of 21 Days to More Just Life, just as my gift to you. Oh, wonderful. Okay, and then what email should they send that to, Crystal? Because we'll put that in the they chat can, room. Yes, they can send it to moneysavingmom at gmail.com. Okay. I'm writing that down for everyone. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I know I can high-five you through the phone because I've, you know, um, been doing a lot of soul-searching and um, that's what this whole network is supposed to be freeing me up more, that I can just sit back and manage. <laughs> it hasn't quite turned out that way, Crystal, but I'm sure it will <laughs> once we get a little bit further in our launch. So um, I'm excited to read that. and and get some tips from you. So um, always good to learn and keep learning, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, I am going to sit back and enjoy tonight's session and let you begin um, sharing with all of us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you ladies. You know, I love sharing about practical ways to save money, but my heart is really to encourage moms, and that's just a passion of mine. And so tonight I get to kind of come out from behind the Money City Mom persona a little bit and just get to share with you my heart. And I don't know about you, but I have many days where I want to throw in the towel. You know, where it just feels like everything is going wrong, where there's just chaos, this long to-do list, you're overwhelmed, and you're just done. You've just had it. You have so much to do, and you just can't even face these things that you need to do because it's so overwhelming. I had, I had, I can just, I saw these um, cartoons on Pinterest, and I just thought it, it goes along so well with this, this topic. Sometimes I feel like throwing in the towel, but that would only make more laundry for me. We can totally relate to that. Or this one. I love this. All these moms are on Pinterest making their own soap and reindeer-shaped treats. And I'm all like, I took a shower and kept the kids alive. And just, I have to tell you all, I wore my pajamas tonight as, um, you know, because it's mommy jammy night. But I actually didn't ever get out of them today. So if any of you can relate to that, I just wanted to let you know that 
I so do not have my act together, and I don't come to you from this place of perfection. I come to you from this place of I'm a mess, too, and I'm just learning right along with you. And I wanted to start by reading a story that is from Chapter 9 of my book, Say Goodbye to Survival Mode. I was having one of those days. I was tired and not feeling well. Our family was in the middle of last-minute Christmas preparations. I was in the thick of marketing and publicity for my first book, and because my assistant was out of town, I was juggling a lot of extra tasks on my plate. I went downstairs to get something out of the basement and noticed the floor was sopping wet. The closer I got to the utility room, the more I knew something was very wrong. I opened the door and my mouth dropped open. Two inches of water covered the entire floor, and more water was gushing out of the sump pump. Truthfully, I wanted to go back upstairs and cry. I was overwhelmed at the thought of how much work the cleanup was going to take, and my plate was already full. But instead of wallowing in self-pity, I called my kids downstairs, and we started mopping up the water as quickly as we could. The more we cleaned, mopped, and bailed out water, the more I realized just how much had seeped into our almost, almost our entire basement. Having exhausted our efforts, I called my husband at work and asked him to come home. After assessing the situation, we decided to call a company who specializes in water damage to help clean up. I thought the job might rent a few hundred dollars. I wasn't thrilled about spending the extra money, but it was definitely worth it especially if we were able to salvage all of the carpet, padding, baseboards, and walls from getting ruined. I was a bit naive. The repair crew came out within a few hours and estimated that it would cost us more than $6,000 to fix it. What? I had to look at the number multiple times just to make sure I wasn't accidentally seeing an extra zero. The price was well beyond what we had in our budget, so we opted to do the job ourselves. We borrowed fans and dehumidifiers from neighbors, asked a friend to help us move our furniture and pull up the carpet, and labored as a family to dry our basement. It was a huge headache and took hours of time. What was most frustrating was that this problem could have been easily prevented. You see, we've been having problems with our sump pump a few weeks before. It was making a weird grinding noise, wouldn't turn off, and started smelling like it was burning. I was scared the pump was going to explode or catch fire, so I unplugged it. I meant to tell my husband that evening and have him look at it, but, well, life happened and I completely forgot. You see, so long as there wasn't any rain, there was no problem. But when the rain came, our basement started flooding. Without an activated and working sump pump, it was bound to happen. While I still kicked myself over my irresponsibility, looking back, I realized what a perfect analogy this is to our own life. So much of the time, our exhaustion and burnout are the result of not being plugged in. We think we're capable of handling life without constantly renewing our power supply. It might work out fine so long as life is sailing smoothly, but when the rains of stress change, sickness, or upheaval come pouring down upon us, we quickly start drowning. Here's the deal. We can't survive the storms of life without regularly taking care of ourselves. It's too much. Oh, we might be able to hold it together for a while, slapping on our happy faces and pretending that everything's okay. 
but we won't be able to keep up the facade for long. So tonight, that was for my book. Tonight, we're going to talk about four ways to stay plugged in. These are things that I've learned in my own life as I hit rock bottom and pulled up out of that pit of survival mode. These are things that have become imperative in my own life to implement these things so that I can stay recharged because I have to. You have to stay plugged in. Now, some of you right now might be bracing yourself feeling like, oh, no, here it comes, the laundry list of things that I have to be doing. But I want to encourage you. I'm all about grace, not guilt. Because as moms, we do not need more guilt. There's, there are things all around us that are saying, you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that. I'm not going to give you any of that. I'm not going to give you any to-dos tonight. Instead, I'm going to give you four yous. These are things that are just very, very simple things. But if you implement them, they will be for you. They will in, they will bless you so much, and in turn, they will bless your family because you will be more energized and effective as a wife and mom. So the good news also is that in each of these four areas, I'm just going to give you a little five minutes for you. Very simple, very doable, very realistic, very life-changing because I know your time is precious. So let's jump right in. The first one is plug into God and his word. John seven thirty seven through 38 says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. If you want to be living a vibrant, abundant life, you must be drinking regularly from the streams of living water. Earlier on the Facebook chat, they were talking about you know, do you take time out every day? And I said that the morning is my very favorite time because I love to get up early and sit and drink my coffee, read my Bible, and just fill up my soul with Jesus before the three-ring circus begins at our house. And it, it requires sacrifice to get up before my children get up. And for some of you, if you have little children and you feel like, you know, I'm up at night with a baby or a special needs child and I, there's no way I can get up before my children get up. That's totally okay. But I just want to encourage the rest of you to consider even just getting up 15 minutes before your children get up. It can make such a big difference. I found that if I get up 15 or 30 minutes before my children get up, it feels like I have an extra two hours in my day. But if I get up when my children are already up and they're coming and, you know, waking me up, Mama, come on, it's time to get up, I started the day behind. So I love that early morning time to sit at the feet of Jesus. I just read a devotional. I'm reading through the Bible right now. I, I love to use a Bible reading plan. Um, ESV.org has some great Bible reading plans. And just I like to have that because it's just simple and it's laid out for me and just Soaking up God's words. I need that for starting the day. And sometimes I think that we can get stuck on, you know, well, shouldn't we be spending, you know, a long time or how should we be doing it? And it's not it's not the quantity of time. It's the quality of time. So maybe it doesn't work out first thing in the morning for you. Maybe you do it in the middle of the day or maybe you do it at night, whenever. But sit at the feet of Jesus. 
I remember when I had two very young children. I had a toddler and a baby, and my husband was working crazy long hours. We were living in this town where we didn't hardly have any support. And I was home all day, every day, with these little children. And I just felt like I never had any time where I wasn't putting out some fire because that's how it is when you have these little babies. And I just remember that I would get up and I would read a page of the Daily Light. The Daily Light is just a morning and evening reading, topical scripture, very simple, maybe five or eight verses for the morning and the evening. But I would just read that before I started my day. It was such a simple little thing that it filled up my spirit and it gave me something to hang on to throughout the day. I also love to listen to worship music when I run every morning on the treadmill. That's my time to just fill my soul up with Jesus by listening to worship music. It just puts me in this frame of mind of just remembering who I, you know, whose I am and who, who loves me so much and just worshiping Jesus and just remembering the great things that he's done for me. Another thing, if you're in a really busy season of life, is listening to the Bible on CD. You can play it just while you're cooking or cleaning or when you're driving. But have the words of Jesus filling your mind. Because what you fill your mind up with is how you will act. What you believe is how you act. And so fill your mind up with Jesus. There are some suggestions on the handout for some devotionals that I love and also the ESV.org with the Bible reading plans. If you don't have some sort of plan right now, I encourage you to make an effort to find something, something very simple, but something that works well for you. And the other thing is, you know, if you can't get up before your children get up, think about the example that you're setting for your children of reading the Bible. So encourage them to join in with you. If they get up when you get up, have them come over and sit with mama and just read aloud to them. I did this a lot when my children were really little. I just say, mama's going to be reading Matthew 5 today. Come sit here and I'm going to read to you. It's wonderful for them to see that example of you reading and praying and having them join in it with you. So your five minutes for you is to take five minutes at least once a day to refresh your soul and sit at the feet of Jesus. I promise that it will be worth the effort and it will be the most productive five minutes you spend all day long. But number one is plug into God and his word. Number two, plug into your marriage. If you are married, the health of your marriage is going to affect every other aspect of your life. If your marriage is going really well, it's going to make everything else in your life feel like it's going well. If you're really struggling in your marriage, you're going to really feel like every other area is struggling. It affects every area of your life. So it's worth it to make your marriage a high priority. It's often the little things done consistently that matter the most. I have to tell you a funny little thing. This is something that my husband and I have been doing for the last two years, and it's such a silly little thing, but it's made such an impact. One of my friends, we were having a conversation two years ago, and I was telling her how every time we take a shower, I just feel like I have all these ideas and all these brainstorms, and then I get out of the shower, and it's like all of that brilliance or whatever it was went down the shower drain, and I can't remember anything. 
that I had, you know, all these great ideas that I had in the shower. And I said, I just wish there was a way to capture those great ideas while I'm in the shower. And so she found on Amazon that they have these aqua notes. It's a waterproof shower pad and pen. She bought them for me and gave them to me as a Christmas present. And I thought, oh, this is great. I'll be able to write down my great ideas in the shower. Well, I put it up on the shower wall and was excited to use it. And the next day I got in the shower and my husband had written me a love note on the shower pad. It, it seems like such a silly thing, but it meant the world to me. And I, I ripped it off and saved it and wrote him back. And it became our fun little thing that we do. We write notes in the shower. And it seems like, you know, it's such a silly little thing. But expressing that on a very regular basis in this fun kind of flirty way has done so much to light the spark in our marriage. And so I would just encourage you to come up with something or some, you know, some things that you can do to keep those sparks burning. Because a good marriage doesn't just happen. It's something that you have to put forth effort into. I would also encourage you to express love to your husband in the way that he is loved. Speak your husband's love language. If you don't know what your husband's love language is, it's high time that you find out. On thefivelovelanguages.com, thefivelovelanguages.com, there is a little quiz that you can take, and it will help you to figure out what your love language is. And the thing that I love about it is it's it's very simple, it's very straightforward, but when my husband took it, I stood behind him and watched him take the quiz. But I didn't say anything. I just stood behind him and watched him. And I learned so much about how he answered the questions, and it helped me to know how I could better love him. My husband's love language is quality time, and it's really funny because my love language is not quality time. I'm type A, I'm driven, and I like to get things done and check things off the list. And I think God had a sense of humor, and he knew that I needed someone in my home that liked to slow down and just spend time together. And it's been so good for me to learn to do that because I realized that checking things off a list doesn't impress him, doesn't show him love. It's just stopping what I'm doing and showing him that he's the most important thing in my life. That's what shows him love. Take time to express to your husband what you appreciate about him. You know, think about how much would you love it if your husband or anyone in your life was expressing to you how much they appreciate the little things that you're doing or the big things that you're doing? Well, we need to do this for our husbands. And sometimes I think we we get so busy that we forget to express these things. And we might think them, but we don't actually take the time to verbalize them. One thing that's been really helpful to me is my husband and I use Google Calendars. We love Google Calendars. And one of the features that I love is that I can we can share our calendars with each other. So I can see what he has going on during the day. This helps me so much because, you know, sometimes he'll be gone all day and I will just forget that he's at work working. I, You know, he'll come home and I'm just ready to throw in the towel and have him take over. But when I see his Google Calendar and I see all the things that he has going on, I realize how much he's carrying, how many burdens he's bearing, and it helps me to be able to express that to him more, to express gratitude to him more, 
And it also helps me to just be able to walk in his shoes a little bit and get a feel for what he's going through. So speak your husband's love language. Express how much you appreciate him and find little things to do. Your five-minute project, your five-minute for you, is to flirt with your husband every day. This literally could just be a 30-second text message, but flirt with your husband every day. When I committed to do this, it was it sounded like a silly thing, but it has been one of the best things for our marriage. You think about what you used to do when you were dating or when you were first married. What were those you know flirty little things that you did? And bring some of that back into your marriage. The thing that I found is when you put forth the effort to do that, even if it's just 30 seconds or three minutes that it takes to do these things, it energizes you and blesses you so much in return. And maybe you're feeling completely exhausted that you start flirting with your husband and all of a sudden you forget how exhausted and tired you were because it's so much fun. So plug into God and his word. Plug into your marriage. And number three, plug into friendships. We were not created to be loners. We were created to be part of a community. You know, all throughout Scripture, we see the body of Christ. It's a body. We work together. We're not all on our own little islands, completely independent of each other. We're a body. When one of us struggles, the other is able to lift us up. We need friends to challenge us, refresh us, encourage us, love us and keep us on the straight and narrow. If you don't have those kinds of friendships, I just want to encourage you. I really struggled with finding good friendships for a long time in my life, and I realized that one of the reasons that I was struggling, finally finally realized it, was because I was putting up these walls between friendships. I didn't want to be completely vulnerable. I wanted people to like me. I'm a people pleaser. And so I wouldn't let them in all the way. I couldn't be completely vulnerable because I thought if they see my mess, if they see that I don't have it together, they're not going to like me. But it's so silly because it's like if if they're not going to like me for who I am, then they're liking a fake me. And then I have to keep putting on this front so that they'll keep liking this fake person that I've created. And that's just, it's exhausting. And it's also you don't have that wonderful fellowship that you have when you're just vulnerable with people and you just are who you are. That has really blessed me in the last few years when I was willing to let those walls crumble down and just be me and open up my mess and let other people in. He's really blessed me with friendships. And one of the things that I, I, a prayer that I prayed that he's just been so faithful to answer was I started praying for safe friends. These were people that I could be vulnerable with who would love me for exactly who I am. And I started looking for people in my life who could be those safe friends for me. And then I had to put myself out there, be vulnerable, and nurture those relationships because friendships don't just happen. Just like a good marriage, good friendships are work. They're sacrifice, but they're so worth it. And so I encourage you, if you feel like you want these great friendships, but you just feel like you don't know where to find them, you don't have them, and you're discouraged, 
I encourage you, instead of looking for greener pastures and thinking, oh, if, you know, I get in a different homeschool group or if we go to a different church or if we move, that's going to fix all our problems. Cultivate the ground that you're already standing on. Look around you and see if there are women in your life that you could invest in that could become a wonderful, safe friend for you. And one of the things that I've been learning is it's great to have people who, you know, are your cheerleaders and who believe in you and who encourage you. But the best kind of friends are the people who want you to be your best self. I learned this from Andy Andrews not too terribly long ago, and it just challenged me so much. But, yes, we should be encouraging our friends and cheerleading them, but we also should be challenging them to be the best that they can be. So encouraging them spiritually, encouraging them, you know, to step out of their comfort zone, encouraging them to face their fears and to be all that God has called them to be. Those are wonderful friendships. Your five-minute for you when it comes to friendships is to pick one or two friends that really refresh you and commit to investing in them for five minutes each day. It could be something simple like texting them every day. A few friends of mine, we just text regularly and say, what can I pray for you today? Or what can I pray for you this week? And then we are faithful to do that. That is such a wonderful thing to know that people are praying for you. And it's just a matter of sending a text to somebody and then being willing to spend the time praying for them. It could be sending them an email to let them know that you what you just prayed for them or, you know, a verse that you read or something funny that happened, sharing life with them, writing a note, making something for them. And I talked about prayer, but I really feel like one of the greatest gifts that we can give our friends is being a prayer warrior for them. And it's so easy to tell people, I'll pray for you, or if they share a need, you know, I'll pray for you, or I'll be praying for you. I've really challenged myself to not say that or to not let it just stop there. But usually if somebody emails me at a request, I will write back and say, I just prayed for you, and here's what I prayed for you. So it's very specific, and they're knowing that I'm not just spouting off words, I'll pray for you. I'm actually investing in their life. I've already invested in their life because I just stopped and prayed something specifically for them. So be a prayer warrior. So, Plug into God and his word. Plug into your marriage. Plug into friendships. And finally, plug into refreshment. Packing your schedule so full that you never have time to breathe doesn't make you superwoman. It makes you exhausted. Women, we need to give ourselves grace. We need to give ourselves margin. You think about if you read a book and the book had words all over the page, all over every white space in the book, there were words and letters. That would not be a fun book to read. It would just feel chaotic and disorganized and overwhelming. It's the same thing in our own lives. If we pack our schedules so full that we don't have any margin or white space, we're going to feel overwhelmed and exhausted. It's going to feel like chaos. We have to allow room for breathing. One thing that's really helped me to do this is when I write out my to-do list in the morning, either before I go to bed or in the morning um, before I start my day, to challenge myself to cross three things off the list. Not three things that I actually did, three things that I'm not even going to do. 
the thing that I love about this is it causes me to really step back and examine my to-do list and, you know, saying, do I have to do all of these things? If I'm forcing myself to cross three things off, I will find there are three things on that list that I really didn't need to do, that I'm doing out of obligation or I'm doing it out of guilt, or I just I can move it to a different day. I don't need to do it today. So think about crossing three things off your list. I also find it really helpful to take my list and actually put times to the list. Since my husband is self-employed and I'm self-employed, every single day at our home is different. They don't, we have a routine, but every day looks a little bit different or pretty different. And so instead of having a strict schedule, I just create time blocks for my to-do list. And so I go through my to-do list after I've written it out, and I will write, you know, from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. this, and from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. this, and just putting time blocks for each thing on my list while allowing some wiggle room. I try to allow at least two hours of margin time in my day where there's nothing planned because things always come up and stuff always takes longer than you expect it to. But when I do this, the thing that I found is that then it helps me to start the day feeling on top of things because instead of this incredibly long to-do list that there's no way that I could accomplish it in a day, I know that I only have 16 hours worth or 14 hours worth of stuff that I've planned for the day. So it's possible, it's realistic, and it's doable. That makes you feel so much more calm about going into the, to the day when you've created these time blocks because you know that there's time for everything to get done. The other thing I love about time blocks is that then it forces me, if I come to, you know, I've planned 14 hours or 16 hours and there's, you know, I still have five more things on the list, then I have to cut some stuff. And that helps me to be very realistic about my day. Fill your mind with good things. We talked about worship music. And also, I love good books. And I think all moms should be reading and filling their mind with good things. Because when you're pouring out to your children every day, you need to be filling up your tank so that you can pour out. On your handout, there's a list of some books that I just really loved and have blessed me, and I would encourage you to check those out if you're needing some good book recommendations. I also love to listen to sermons on audio or just the Bible on audio. It just is a wonderful way to be filling your mind with good things because what you think about dictates how you live. I also love to be reading aloud to my children. In fact, right before we started this call, we were upstairs at our kitchen table, it was after dinner, and I was reading Caddy Wimon and The Magician's Nephew. And it was so fun because we were just laughing about Caddy Wimon, and my husband was getting into it. It was so much fun. But to be reading classics and great books to your children as well, it's a great way to fill your mind up with good things and to bless your family and to create these memories as a family. And on your handout, I have a few um, books that we've enjoyed as read-alouds as a family as well. Another thing, if you have children, teach them to work. I believe that your children are your God-given built-in servants, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, but they are there to help you. They are to be your assets. They are not there to just drain you. You are supposed to be training them and training them so that you work yourself out of a job. You're raising adults, not children. 
It's an investment up front. You know, just think about that word train. You have to do it over and over and over and over again. But it eventually pays off. I remember when I was teaching my two youngest how to clean their room and clean the bathroom. And it took me a year. of It was every single morning. I just had to make it part of our school because it took so long to go in there, to have them clean it up, and then to say, you know, this is what a clean room looks like. I'm going to help you and I'm going to show you, and this is what a clean room looks like, and showing them and training them and doing over and over and over and over. It was a lot of work, but it's paid off because now I can say, go clean your room, and they can go and do it. And they need very little direction and instruction. It's a wonderful thing. It was worth all that work up front. Another way to have refreshment is I encourage you to consider taking a day off each week. Not only do we try to have at least two days that we stay home all day, but we also have a day that's just a day of rest. Sundays are a day where we go to church and we spend time with family and we do nothing else. A lot of times I won't touch the dishes and I won't even worry about cleaning or making my bed or anything. It's just our day of rest. And I will... Sometimes just take a nap or lay in bed and read. But it's that day to just recharge and rest and refresh and just be with our family and not have to worry about all those responsibilities. It helps you, even though you might be a little behind when you start Monday, you're refreshed and ready to hit the ground running, and it's a wonderful thing. I read a book a few years back, and it was called Leading on Empty, and One of the things in the book that he talked about was making a list of what energizes you versus what drains you. This was fascinating for me to do because when I wrote out what actually drained me and what energized me, I realized that my life was really lopsided. There were so many things that I was doing that were draining me, and there were very few things that I was doing that were energizing me. So I started being very intentional about including things in my week that energize me. For me, that's just going out by myself sometimes, just going to the grocery store by myself some evening or afternoon if I have someone who can watch my kids. Little things like that might seem like inconsequential, but for me, that really energizes me to have an hour where it's just quiet. Or I love to read, and reading fiction books is just something that I, that really energizes me because it's just kind of just completely relaxing to me. Or whatever it is for you, find out what those things are that energize you and make sure that you have them in your life. So your five minutes for you is to spend five minutes doing something every day that you love and that refreshes you. Whether it's reading, just having five minutes of quiet, chatting with a friend, savoring a cup of coffee, listening to music, whatever it is, take those five minutes to refresh yourself. You're going to be a better wife and mom as a result. You're going to bless your family because you took that time. I want to close just by, you know, we've talked about these four areas It will help you become more refreshed so you don't live life feeling completely drained, lifeless, like you're constantly wanting to throw in the towel. But my heart's desire for you is that you leave feeling energized, blessed, and encouraged. 
I personally found it so valuable to plug into refreshment, to plug into friendships, and to plug into my marriage. But most importantly, we need to plug into God. He is our power source when we feel like we have nothing left to give. He is enough. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I want to close by just praying for each of you. Heavenly Father, I pray for each woman who is listening right now. You know her struggles. You know the burdens of her heart. You know the pressure she's facing. You know you care and you are enough. I pray that each woman who is listening right now would live from this day forward committed to staying plugged into refreshment, plugged into friendships, And if she's married, to plug into her marriage. But most of all, Lord, I just pray that each woman would stay plugged into you. You have every single thing that every woman here needs. You are enough. I pray for each of these women that they would live the life that you've called them to, that you would give them abundant life, that you would bless them, that you would bless their ministry, that you would bless their impact that you would pour down blessings upon them that so much that they can't even imagine or ask or think or dream. God, you are so good. You are so wonderful. And I thank you that you are enough. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you, ladies, so much for this opportunity to spend tonight with you. And um, Felice is going to come back on, and I, I think that there are a few questions, and um, I'm happy to stick around and answer the questions. And um, anything that I can, you know, I'd love for you to come and visit moneysavingmom.com, and we are just here to serve you. And, um, you know, our heart's desire is just to be a one-stop shop to help moms, to, to encourage you to live with intention, to make it really easy for you to save money, and to just inspire you to live your life on purpose. And so we'd love to have you come and visit if you're not already following or um, on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash moneysavingmom. Oh, gosh, Crystal, thank you so much. And what a beautiful prayer there at the end. I really appreciate that. Thank you for the opportunity. That was great. And what I loved so much about your talk, Crystal, is that, you know, you talk so much about um, simplifying and, and that kind of thing. And your talk was really um, right along those lines. You gave us some really four things in clear cut, not 20. <laughs> so thank you. That was great. You are so welcome. Uh, and I think we would be um, great friends. And you talked about the love languages. Mine is um, just like yours, you know, type A, let's get things done. Uh, we have to be productive or we don't feel good. And my husband's like, the same exact thing. He wants to spend time with me. <laughs> the really sad thing is one time a, a really good friend of mine, you know, those girlfriends that you, you pray for that um, really will tell you the truth, she told me that I should give my husband these little coupons for spending time with him. And at first I was, like, offended, you know, and I thought, you know, what is she seeing that I'm not? And so I jokingly mentioned it to my husband. And can you imagine what he said, Crystal? What did he say? He would have loved it. He goes, that's exactly what I, that's not what I expected. 
but anyway, so um, I, he didn't get that. But I did, I did. Instead of going to bake him some cookies or doing something for him, I I did learn to just spend spend some time with him. So, okay. Well, let's let's take some questions here. Okay, we've got um, Grace who asks. Um, she says, I have two girls ages 18 months and three and a half years, and I'm stalling on having another child until I can get the mess from the little one cleaned up or get, get the little one to clean up on her own. I guess I got used to a clean house since my first can do things and clean up on her own. How can I keep the house up on weekends? And Okay. How do I keep the house up on weekends when we fly in and out of the house? So she's got some really little ones, and uh, apparently she likes a very neat house. God bless you, Grace, um, and especially with little ones. And so, um, you know, she's really struggling here. Um, you know, Grace, I just think one of the things that you have to do when you have an 18-month-old or you just have little children is you have to lower your standards. You have to give yourself grace that it's not going to be anywhere near perfect and you just pick your battles, and so pick the things that are really important to you and your husband and be okay that certain things aren't going to get done. That's one of the things for me that I've just had to, you know, be like, it's okay if, like, my closet right now, my closet and my dresser drawers, it's a walk-in closet, there's a door on it, and it's just never been how I would love it to be for the last two years, and I've just had to give myself grace that it's not, as perfect as I'd like it to be. And instead of feeling guilted every time I walk in there, just be like, you know what? I have more important things that I'm investing my life in, and it's all right. In heaven, I'm not going to stand before God, and he's not going to, you know, be condemning me for my closet that wasn't in great shape. So just figuring (laughs) out what those priorities are and being okay with, you know, the imperfection. But the other thing that's been super helpful to me, and it might be something for you to consider, is – Hiring a mother's helper. This was a thing that I did when I had my third child, and I just, I hit a place where I'm like, I cannot, I couldn't keep up the laundry. That was my thing that I was constantly behind on. And it just, every time I walked into our bedroom, we, I was really good at washing, I was really good at drying, and I could never get the laundry folded and put away. And so we would just have this mountain of laundry in the corner of our room, and every time I'd walk in our room, that mountain would be there and it would be shaming me and making me feel like I'm a failure as a wife and mom. And my husband said to me one day, why don't we just hire somebody to do laundry for us? And I was like, honey, you don't hire people to do your laundry. That's super <laughs> extravagant. Nobody does that. And, and you know, he looked at me and he said, well, why not? This is the thing that is just really causing you to feel so much guilt and burden and we could and he named this girl in our church who's this is this sweet young girl and he's like why don't we have her come over for a few hours every week and she can help you with your laundry and some other things and so we did and it was such a blessing to us for those two years when we just had these three little children and every Tuesday when she would come over it was like just this this angel of mercy came into my house and she would leave and my house would be clean and she would usually have cooked something and all my laundry would be done. It was this beautiful thing. But it was a blessing to her too because it gave her an opportunity to get to spend time with little children because she didn't have any younger, um, really little siblings at her house and she loved children. And it was a way for her to earn some money. You know, you might be in a position where you're like, there's no way we can afford that. Well, 
consider you could barter. My one of um, somebody that I know, she teaches piano, and so she would barter two piano lessons for two hours of having a mother's helper. And I thought it was a great way for her to be able to get some help and to be able to, you know, it turned out to be such a win-win situation. So maybe there's an option like that for you as well that could really be a blessing and a win-win for you, just something to consider. Mm-hmm. That That's really a good, good advice. And um, when my kids were little, we moved, um, we built our house, and uh, the neighbor had a teenage son. And I'd never had a, a boy babysitter. You know, they were always girls and really sweet. And so he offered to watch the kids, and it was it was a time where I just needed to get away, like to the store, just for a few minutes by myself. And uh, Christina, who um, and Neil, who are both adults now, but they were uh, four and six. And when I got home, Crystal, every blanket in the house was a tent. He made this massive tent, and every and it was like the coolest thing you've ever seen. Okay, but I just couldn't. I mean, my you should have seen. I walked in, and I'm thinking, oh no. They were so thrilled, and then he proceeded to to fold everything up before he left and put everything away. Wow. I couldn't believe it. And I thought, you know, really the 16-year-old boy, um, you know, not only creates this massive tent that they thought was so great, but they were always begging me to go out. <laughs> and and it was it was it was a really a win-win because um he his mom and dad worked all day and he was just bored and we had a pool and they didn't and so he would just you know come out and come over and hang out and everything and he's now a daddy of of three kids himself and uh, lives in a different state but when he comes and visits we talk about that and it was so great so you know, and and you talked about that in your number one, you know, getting plugged into God. Just pray and the Lord will provide. Um, so that that is so great. Okay, another question here from Angie from Houston. Where to start when you have and are failing at it all? No self-discipline, little self-control, tons of intent. I think we've all been there, Angie. Yes, well, I think the biggest thing that you you have to, you can't be stuck in feeling like I'm just stuck. Because if you tell yourself that you're stuck, you're never going to get anywhere. And so you've got to tell yourself that it is possible to make progress because you need to have that can-do committed attitude. So it starts with your attitude. But then also I encourage you to make a list of all of those things that you feel like there's all these areas that I need to be changing, all these things that I need to be doing. Write it all down and then pick the one thing on that list that you feel like would make the biggest difference. And um, I think the Charles I think Duhigg, I think it's his last name, he wrote um, a book on habits. And he calls these keystone habits. And it's the mm. kind of habit that when you implement the one thing, it's going to have this domino effect on all other areas of your life. And so pick one thing and say, I'm not going to worry about anything else on that list. I'm going to pick this one thing. I'm being simple, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to this for the next three weeks, every single day. Get an accountability partner if you can. That will really help you or post about it on Facebook or whatever it is so that you have that accountability to stick with this goal. And so stick with it for three weeks. If at the end of three weeks you feel like, you know, I'm still just, this isn't a habit. Do it for another three weeks. At the end of six weeks, you know, maybe you're feeling like this is starting to become a habit. 
Do it for another three weeks until you really feel like you've got this. And then add on one other thing from your list. And so you might feel like, well, if I do this little thing, it's not going to make any dent in anything. Moving forward, even at a microscopic rate, is still moving forward. And so when you have that forward momentum that's going, even if it's at the tiniest, tiniest snail's pace, you are getting somewhere and you're doing something. And so you think, even if you change four habits in a year, you might be like, well, that's four habits. That's not going to get me anywhere. Over a decade, that's 40 habits that you've changed. That's a life change. And so start with the really small things and commit to just stick with it for three weeks, six weeks, nine weeks, 12 weeks, commit to sticking with it. And the thing that I found is that when you pick a keystone habit, like for me, that would be getting up early in the morning. When I get up early in the morning and I'm very consistent about that, it affects all other areas of my life. I wrote about this in 21 Days to More Just One Life, my ebook, and I talk about how uh, myself as well as a bunch of other people that were doing those 21 Days to More Just One Life with me realized that when they changed this one area of their life, which was getting up early, it affected every single other area of our life. So we were more organized, more cheerful, more energetic, because we had time to clean our house and time to exercise and time to, you know, get dressed nice and um, just all these different things. And so, like, our husbands would come home and be like, what is going on? And like, <laughs> I don't know. I just start getting up early. And so it, it can really have that domino effect. So just pick one little thing and stick with it. And don't give up. Don't give up. And you're not stuck unless you choose to be. Oh, that that is awesome. So that, you know, you gave me some ideas. I've been saying that I need to start exercising, and um, I just don't ever do it. And I have a, a, a you know, treadmill here, a pool. Um, we live 15 minutes from the beach, so there's no reason not to get out and walk, you know, and I really need to do that. I need to call on my Facebook buddy, accountability partners, and I'm sure if I post it, <laughs> I'll be getting a lot of uh you know, um, feedback that way. So that is so great. Well, I did purchase your 21 Days to a More Disciplined Life, um, Crystal, and I purchased one for my daughter as well. So um, that is available to on crystalsmoneysavingmom.com. So that's a good way to get started. And, Crystal, a couple more questions here because um, time is running out. That has been such a, a great time with you. It's just gone so quickly. Um, here we have a mom from Knoxville, and she said, uh, first, great info and tips. Thank you. I need advice as a mom of a tween and a teen. I work from home, homeschool, and so on. I often put myself on the back burner, and I need to figure out how to change that. I suffer from depression, and I need to learn to love me again. Well, I cannot speak to the being a mom of a tween and a teen. I have a really strong um, commitment and policy, but I don't speak to things I haven't experienced. But I can speak to the working at home with children, and so I'll I'll speak to you about that. And one thing that I wish I would have done much sooner than I did was to bring on help, and that's been one of the best things that I've ever done. My business grew to a point where, It was taking way too many hours, and I just was too frugal and too stubborn to bring on help. And when I finally did, it was in 2010, and so I'd been, um, I had my own business for 
five years. And um, so in 2010, we brought on the first person that started working virtually for me. And I realized that it took such a load off of my shoulders, and they did so much of a better job than I could ever do myself. And the business has grown so much by bringing on those people. So, you know, maybe it's for you. It's that you have somebody that does one thing for you one hour every other week to just buy you that one hour for you to do something to invest in yourself. I don't know what it would look like for you, but figure out if there's a way that you could afford whatever it would cost for, you know, one hour every other week or every week to be able to invest in yourself because you, if you're working from home, you're going to have to, you have to own that you're a work-at-home mom and it's going to look different than if you were a stay-at-home mom and so you're going to have different priorities and that's okay. But you need to give yourself permission to, you know, whether it's to hire on, you know, cleaning help or to get takeout once every other week or whatever it is so that you mm-hmm. can buy yourself some time to be able to have some margin in your life to invest in you because you just can't be burning the candle at both ends. It's not worth it. Take it from me. It's not a healthy way to live. Very good. And I do have and have had um, every age. Um, now I have adult children down to a 13-year-old. And I will say that um, for us, um, the minute that we moved into this house that we built, I had someone, um, you know, start out with cleaning because I was running my own publishing business then, and it just um, took a lot of time. I really started writing um, a lot then. And now we don't, you know, I have a huge house, um, seven bedrooms, five baths. My dad lives with us. Um, my oldest son lives with us. So we have seven people in this home and I don't have any help, and the reason is there are so many of us, and I found, um, and my kids still talk about it, my daughter was talking about the cleaning lady one time who took everything off her shelves and left a big pile on her bed and um, was about to leave till my little daughter came crying and goes, Mommy, look, it was a new a new company we were trying. And, um, you know, I'd asked her to dust the shelves, but that meant put everything back in. And so, um, you know, obviously they didn't come back, but she did put everything back. Not great. But, you know, I started thinking that the money that we were spending for that was a vacation, you know, for our family. So we just started splitting up some of the things. And by that time, I had, you know, two older um, teens that were helping. So this mom that has a tween and a teen, they should be able to help. And, you know, Crystal has this great handout. Um, if you're listening to this audio, just go to the website at mommyjamie.com um, where the audio resides, and um, you can get the handout. But just as an example, even though they're for younger kids, she has everything really listed out, like number one, pick up pick up their room, number two, make their bed. I mean, and I, I just can't tell you, Crystal, how many people I talk to that will say they don't even have their kids' health clear off the table. You know, um, one of my friends used to use Real Crystal, and she would say, well, I don't want them breaking the dishes. And I said, for Pete's sake, Maria, you know, go get a set of Corel or something so that, you know, while they're younger and they can help you because she was a slave to her stuff, you know, and we just really can't have that. So, um, you know, I think the kids can help you. You need to readjust and see 
what works for you and your family. And we have everything, um, I would say, down to a science, but um, it changes all the time. Like the kids change out jobs. But it's it's really cool to watch everybody pitch in and help. And, you know, there are times when um, I do hire out a lot of stuff with my business. So um, that really helps me a lot. And you're right, Crystal, it's, it's sometimes it's hard. I think it's that type A personality. It's hard to let go sometimes, but it, it does work out. So just see what, what fits for your family. Okay, we've got one more question here, and uh, this one's a tough one. So um, Tricia asks, she said her whole family has chronic Lyme disease, so it's been hard to get the kids to share their chores so that I'm not overloaded. It just doesn't work out, and I end up maxed out. I can't keep up with the house, cooking, school, doctor appointments. I can't see what to simplify since I'm in the middle of it all. I think you've given some really good advice, Crystal, as far as just maybe taking the one thing. But, you know, what can you share that would help Tricia? Well, I think that you know some of what we talked about is you just you cannot you can't get so overwhelmed with all of your circumstances that you just give up. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to keep plodding forward, and it, life can be overwhelming and hard. And one of the things I'm at a point in my life I only have three children, but I have a very my business I have 12 people that work for me and there's a lot with that and there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of different things and there's a just a lot my husband has his own business and so our life is very full and there are many things where it's constantly where I'm having to step outside my comfort zone and do things that are very hard for me to do and I've had to just learn that you know the verse that says trusting about and he gives us our daily bread Mm-hmm. And at one point in our life, that was actually our daily bread because we were so poor that, you know, just having to trust God for that, you know, our rent check the next week and how we were going to pay for those things. But in my life right now, it is trusting God for the strength to live today, trusting him for the daily sustenance to live this day that he's called me to because mm-hmm. it can be so overwhelming for me to look and and three weeks from now, three days from now, there's so many different things that are going on at the end of this week that I don't know how it's all going to get done. And three weeks from now, there's so many different details. We have this, some huge projects going on right now with, like, lots of different people that are involved in it. And I cannot, I can't, I can't look at that and be overwhelmed by that. I just have to live today and trust mm-hmm. him for today. And one of the things that I've done is, I try to every morning pray over my day and pray through the details of the day and ask God to multiply my time and bless and, you know, help me to be able to get done what he's called me to get done and not try to do more than he's called me to do because he gives us exactly the number of hours in each day that we need to do what he's called us to do. And when I focus on that and realize that he's not given me more to do than he's given me grace to handle and time to accomplish, it really gives me peace. And so I just encourage you to focus on, you know, realizing how big God is and how much he can do for you. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He knows every hair on your head. And he is able to give you the strength and grace that you need to to do what he's called you to do. 
So rest in that. Lean into that. Trust him for that. Don't lean on your own understanding. And don't give up. Oh, amen, Crystal. And what a wonderful way to end. That was just beautiful. And I just want to send you a virtual hug. Thank you for joining us tonight and blessing all the moms um, with this wonderful encouragement that you've shared with us tonight. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. It's really been a blessing. All right. Well, thank you. So, guys, visit Crystal at moneysavingmom.com and also at crystalpain.com. Thank you and God's blessing upon you, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Have you ever felt like no one understands you? Are you smiling outwardly, but inside you are far from the happy person others see? Believe me, we've all gone through that from time to time. We all struggle. We are overwhelmed with daily life, and the smallest of chores seem insurmountable. Take heart. Here at Media Angels, I know how you feel. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and when my oldest son was born with a form of Down syndrome, I thought my world had ended. Finally, I turned my eyes to the Lord, and when I did, He showed me the world of homeschooling. Now, many years later, and with five children all homeschooled, I'm delighted that the work the Lord would have me do is for you. I have not looked back. I'm a homeschool mom since 1986, and I bring you this amazing network the ultimate homeschool radio network. And not only that, I've compiled a list of recordings that are sure to please. If you enjoyed tonight's Mommy Jammies Night, you will love our Mommy Jammies Night albums. They are ready to download and listen to on your time. There are many other audio selections on the MediaAngels.com website with the Homeschool Moms Rescue Set and my favorite, the Homeschool Moms Prayer Album. Whatever you decide, know that I know what you are going through, and I'm here for you. Connect with me on Facebook at the Media Angels Publishing page or the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network fan page. Just know I'm an email away. I'm so happy you came to Mommy Jammy's Night. Please drop my guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time and follow up with me on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page or via email. God's blessings upon you and your family. Thanks.